this. Movies are not movies. Movies are pictures. Movies are tiny, fleeting images flickering inside a box you have to press your eye to the side of. These images are many things. A roaring sea, a ballet dancer on her toes, a mother feeding a child. But often, they're designed to titillate. So it's this. It's a shirtless man flexing just for you. It's a steam train blaring its horn, beating the tracks, getting closer, closer, closer. It's two roosters, claws out, beaks bloodied as they maul each other down. It's 1896. Welcome to cinema. When we talk about the origins of cinema, we're really having more than one conversation. After all, around the world, movies mean different things, culturally, socially, and politically, as do the stories that came before, during, and after their arrival in a country. So ultimately, the question of cinema's beginning mostly depends on how you want to define cinema. Many will trace it back to vaudeville and theatre, which is a completely logical connection to make. But if we encompass theatre, why not Chinese shadow puppetry, which shows a keen sense of cinematography and mise-en-scene in a way that a lot of other art forms don't? And if shadow puppetry, why not books or ballads or oral storytelling or dance or even cave paintings? If we know nothing else about history, we know that the tradition of stories predates speech, and it certainly predates movies. In this way, the beginning of cinema isn't so much a static, planted moment, but more like the first sprout of a new tree, with many roots of many different lengths curling out into the heady, porous soil of history. For our sake, though, let's talk about cinema just as cinema itself, as a technological medium, not a creative one. In that sense, it's logical to think of the invention of cinema as really the invention of the camera and the science experiments and equipments that predate that particular technological advancement. So hey, if we start here, maybe cinema begins with a burst of interest in the eye. In the early 19th century, many scientists around the world developed a preoccupation with the way we see the world, particularly in how the eye perceives movement. Much of this research resulted in the creation of a bunch of optical devices that gave an illusion of movement by using a small number of drawings with tiny alterations. In 1832, Belgian physicist Joseph Plateau and Austrian geometry professor Simon von Stampfer created the Fenachistoscope. The Venachistoscope was operated by spinning a cardboard disc and viewing the reflection of the image in a mirror through a series of moving slits. Through the distortion and flicker, the disc created the illusion that the image was moving, pretty much exactly how a modern GIF works today. These simple pictures, usually of birds flying, horses racing, or musicians playing, are largely considered to be the first widespread form of animation and the first major precursor to modern cinema. The Venachistoscope was followed in 1834 by the zoetrope. Invented by British mathematician William George Horner, the zoetrope acted similarly to the Venachistoscope, but instead of spinning a small cardboard wheel, you would spin a round metal cylinder with a band of sequential pictures on the inside. You'd peer through the slits in the side of the cylinder and watch as the pictures blurred together to once again form the illusion of movement. If both sound a little familiar, it's probably because you've likely seen them before, although perhaps not in this context. During Victorian era Europe, both of these devices were sold widely as parlor toys for children and would become a staple in many homes, an early form of entertainment which would thrill, however briefly, between games of toy soldiers, kaleidoscopes, and clockwork trains. <laughs> 